The Closing Time Podcast is back, sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Oh! High fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Trap. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back with the Posting Up podcast here. King Zay, Big Jace, as always. Steve Risser joining in. Uh, Steve, thanks for coming on. No problem, guys. So pumped to talk about the playoffs with you guys. Oh, yeah. Playoff time is, of course, upon us. Uh, We've had a couple great shows talking about the playoffs so far. But uh, our first topic leading us off here is kind of unrelated to the playoffs in a way. This team was just bounced from the postseason yesterday, the Celtics had big news coming from Woj today. Danny Ainge is stepping down as the president of basketball operations for the Celtics, and Brad Stevens will leave his coaching role to fill the vacancy left by Ainge. So Brad Stevens is the Celtics' new president of basketball operations, and the team's going to begin a head coaching search. Um, Steve, since you're our guest, I'll start with you. What do you, what do you make of this news? I don't really get it. I mean, why, 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 uh, why, why just, you know, why not just fire Brad Stevens? I mean, Danny Ainge got, you know, Jason Tatum and, uh, and Jalen Brown. He's built a champ. Yeah. I know it was years ago when he built a championship team with the Celtics. Uh, I, I mean, when you have two top picks pan out in the NBA, that's pretty good. And, uh, my, my, my problem is here. I think the team at that time tuned out Brad Stevens, Stevens as a head coach this year. And, and I think, 
Yeah, I think Brad Stevens did a really good job in Boston, but I think it was time to go for Brad Stevens. And, and I think it's a little bit weird, you know, keeping him into the organization and forcing – and I think they probably – more than like, yeah, he's stepping down, but I think they forced Danny, uh, Danny Ainge out. So I really don't get this move, and I feel like the Celtics are not going – I think they're going sideways right now. I don't think the, I don't think the arrow is going up for the Celtics. You know, I'm Jason Tatum. I'm questioning what's going on here. Uh, Isaiah, are you kind of with uh, Steve on that? You're kind of confused by this move? Uh, I, I'm completely with Steve on that. I've always thought for a while that Brad Stevens was an overrated coach. He hasn't really shown much. I mean, as far as championship-wise, he's made the playoffs, but that's as far as he's gotten. And I think that the franchise is probably just looking for a complete change in all. I think they should have got rid of both Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge if they were going to do that. But to keep one, it didn't look in a new direction. Kind of doesn't make sense. It's like holding on to, you know, your bad habits and trying to be a new person at the same time, it's just not going to work. So I think if they're going to make a serious move, they're going to have to get rid of both of them. I kind of agree with Steve on this one. Um, Jace, we talk about now the Celtics are going to be looking for a new head coach. Any names off the top of your head to fill that position, or are they kind of just going to be uh, stuck coachless for a while? Uh, the names circulating right now are Lloyd Pierce and Jason Kidd, which I don't uh, I don't necessarily like. I think he, I do agree with Zay and uh, Steve. I, I do think Brad Stevens' coaching was pretty bad. Uh, I, I get why they got rid of Ainge, though. Like, what have you done lately? I understand you get uh, Jalen Brown and you get Jason Tatum, but uh, you, you were struggling for a big. You have guys like Vucevic and uh, Andre Drummond. The, this past uh, season, like looking to change places, and you don't you don't go after that. So I, I think that was really the nail in the Danny Ainge coffin. Well, uh, I'm excited. I, they really do need they need a new coach because what well, NBA on uh, Charles Barkley was talking about this when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are on the floor together, it seems like they're taking turns. They don't really synergize together. It's like your turn, my turn. They aren't playing off one another. It feels kind of forced. That that's all coaching right there. You need to have these two guys learn to mesh with each other, and that that comes from drawing up plays to where those two are the options, it, it, rather than have them just both each get a, a shot every now and again. You, you got to make them work together, and that that's going to be the big thing for the whoever the new coach is. You got to make sure your stars are working together and synergize well. Because if that doesn't work out, you, you got to start looking at shipping a, a Brown or Tatum off. Yeah, so that, that kind of was going to be my next question for you, Steve, was, you know, Brad Stevens obviously stepping into this new front office role. He's going to be responsible for all personnel moves. What moves do you see him kind of making? Do you, do you think he needs to get rid of people, or do you think that Brown and Tatum need to stay and they need to bring someone else in? What direction should the Celtics look? I think they need. To, I think the Celtics need to try to figure out with Brown and Tatum, and they're both really, really good players and and high, and high draft picks. And I think they need to get a Stevens needs to find a coach that's going to get those two to play together, just like like Chase's point. Last year they were just taking turns. I think Brad Stevens needs to find a coach to get those two to play together, and and hopefully Tatum can for the, hopefully for them Tatum can become can end up becoming that. Like now I think he's a I think he's a top fifteen player right now, but he eventually has potential to be that top ten player. And Jaden Brown and Jalen Brown also has potential too. I think they both. They, they, I don't think they both reached their ceilings yet. I think they both have potential. So they have the potential to be great. So they both have. They have to get a coach that's going to get those two to play together. I think that's a big thing Brad Stevens has to do. Um, Isaiah, kind of the same question. Would you, if you were in Brad Stevens' position, would you look to 
move Jalen Brown or would you look to keep them there, kind of get a coach to uh, mesh the two together? Because like Jay says, um, sometimes it looks like they're just kind of taking turns out there and not really meshing and not really doing um, things as a, as a duo. Um, I agree with that from that standpoint of they are taking turns. But when you have two players like that who can be top 10 players in the league, you kind of don't want to separate that too early. They're both players, both under 25. They still have time, you know, where they can still learn and grow. And you can get another player, a big, a third uh, or a third person to help them. I don't think getting rid of one of them helps your situation. I think it probably makes your situation worse. It almost puts you back in a rebuild, rebuild situation. So I think if you find a way to bring in someone to compliment them and allow them to flow better, I think that would work out better. But I don't see, you know, getting rid of one of them working out. Yeah, I think uh, going back to what Steve said originally, uh, the Celtics, I think, are just kind of moving sideways at this point. Um, I think they're kind of stuck, I think, next season with the new coach. And then obviously Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will have a new game plan under their belts. Um, We'll see how that works for Boston. Uh, Obviously, this season was a complete mess. Um, Seventh seed gentlemen sweep against the Brooklyn Nets. They had one miracle game where Jason Tatum was able to uh, outscore. Uh, I wouldn't even say outscore because I think they still combined for a lot, a lot of points against um, the big three there. Yeah, right. Um, But I, I think it's just, you know, it was time for a change in Boston. Was this the right one? I guess only time will tell. Um, I, I probably think they should have gotten rid of both of these guys, like Isaiah said, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe this will be one of those moves that we look back on in a few years and say, wow, you know, maybe, maybe the Celtics uh, knew something we didn't, but you never know. I think um, some of the blame also has to fall on Kemba also. I think you're paying Kemba way too much for him to be given the performances that he's been given at the point guard position. Oh yeah. And you kind of knew what you were getting. You were kind of knew what you were getting from Kemba. I mean, as a UConn fan, I, I wish he was a great player, but as he was in Charlotte, he was a very good player, not a great player. And, 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 you, and you got what you, you got, what you got, what you, know, you paid for. It. You, you didn't, yeah. I mean, obviously you didn't, you didn't get what you paid for because you paid him more than he's worth, but still he, he got what, what Kemba is. He's a very good player, but he's not a great player. Right. And um, before we move on here, uh, a couple hours ago, breaking, uh, was Joel Embiid has a small meniscus tear in his knee. He is listed as day-to-day. He is out for Game 5 tonight as the 76ers try to uh, complete the gentleman's sweep of the Wizards. Steve, I know you're not a big believer in Ben Simmons. Um, I know the Sixers team is a, a team that you have criticized since I've known you. And, you know, to be fair, there are flaws on this team. Um Obviously, I think they still have what it takes to get by Washington. If this Embiid injury lingers into the next round, are the Sixers in trouble? They could potentially be in trouble, but they're lucky they're playing Atlanta, another team with lack of experience. But but looking at Atlanta in this round, the way the way the way Trey Young has played, uh, the, the way John Collins played last week, the way their bench played, the, the bench played last game, I think they could be they could be in trouble. They could be in trouble against a team like uh, against a team like Atlanta, but. I think they get the job done against Washington tonight. Even though I'm a critic of the Sixers, I think Doc Rivers figures out a way to get the job done. And let's be honest, I don't trust Russell Westbrook in a big game. I don't trust Russell Westbrook to win a big game. And I think the Sixers close it out tonight. Uh, Steve, if you didn't know, Isaiah's a pretty big Knicks fan. And you saying that the presumptual match against the Hawks is going to happen <laughs> obviously has made Isaiah upset. I'm a Knicks so fan, too. I'm a Knicks fan, too. I just, I, I, I'm just i watching what I'm seeing with my own two eyes. I believe the series is still 3-1. 
I still, yeah, I, see, still I, I got you. I got you. There's got no you. guarantees yet. There's no guarantees of sports. I'm pretty sure. We, I'm pretty sure we know that Kevin Durant knows that very well. A bunch of the, the Golden State Warriors know that very well. Three one means nothing. Gotcha, so, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Isaiah, let's say sure. the Knicks by a by a miracle, by God's miracle, get by. God's uh, great. The Sixers face trouble against the Knicks with no Embiid. I think the Sixers face trouble against anybody without a big man. I think one of the big keys to them beating either, either team coming out of that Bucks and Nets matchup is going to be having a big man because I think the lack of a big man is what's going to hurt the Nets. And the Bucks have been playing really well down there. So without Joel Embiid, who's basically been your MVP for the year, you're very, you're vulnerable against any team in this, that's left in the playoffs at this point. Honestly, I hate to say it. I mean, I don't want to be too happy because you were throwing it in our face that you were going to win a championship. But <laughs> I do think it's it's going to be very difficult for you guys to win without Joel Embiid. He's definitely the most impactful player in your team. Probably not the MVP, you know, but he's the most impactful player in your team. Jace, what do you make of this whole situation? Um, you think the Sixers stand a chance without Embiid, or he better hurry up and get back? <laughs> uh, I think I, the Embiid's a glass cannon. Uh, hits really hard. But can't really get hit. But uh, so I, they need him, especially. I, I think if they do, they're gonna beat whoever comes out—the Knicks or the the Hawks, even without Embiid. So what about your Jazz? Yeah. It's how do you point your fingers? All right, right. Hey, we're, we're about to clinch tonight. But no, the Sixers need him, especially if when they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, if he can be healthy. Then I mean, I think I think. The Nets are very susceptible inside, and you need Embiid there to uh, get, get that done. But, I mean, he's played like an MVP. He's obviously going to be a big loss. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, they're lucky they're in the East. That's all I'm going to say. About it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, obviously very unfortunate, I think. The um, Sixers will be fine for tonight, but looking into the next round, there are going to be some major adjustments if Embiid is out longer than tonight. Um, but besides the fact, we're going to get into some uh, teams next who have the uh, chance to clinch. Uh, Hawks, 76ers, and the Jazz have the opportunity to clinch their series tonight. Um, guys, I want to know, all three of them doing it, just one, none of them, Uh Isaiah, I'll start with you. Plead the fifth. I won't speak on the Hawks game for, 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 for personal reasons. As far as the Sixers, I plan, I do expect them to clinch. Like you said, they don't have much in that Washington team outside of Westbrook and Bill. So you should still have enough without Embiid to beat them. And the Jazz have been handling the Grizzlies ever since that first game that the Grizzlies actually, I believe they won for it. Was it game one or game two they won? Game one, game one. Game one, yeah, game one where they came out hot. But ever since then, it hasn't. It hasn't been good. I mean, Jaw's been good, but the rest of the team hasn't been great. So I do see the Jazz taking that game, uh, that series tonight. But the Knicks pleading the fifth. <laughs> Jace, no. obviously you have the Jazz clinching tonight. Hawks oh, yeah. and getting it done too. Uh, I, like I said on, on uh, Sunday, the Hawks—they're so young. I could see them making the same mistakes the Knicks are making, so the Knicks can crawl their way back in it. I'm going to give the Knicks the benefit of the doubt and give them a win here, and the Hawks can get it done in six. 
But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think even with Embiid out, uh, I mean, Robin Lopez had a big game uh, uh, their last game. I can't expect him to do the same. I do like that Gafford kid out of uh, for the Wizards as well. So if those guys can step up without Embiid, uh, I think they they could push it push it to Game Six. But no, nah, I, I think uh, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris are good enough to get it done. So yeah, my, I got my Jazz and Sixers, and I'll give the Knicks the benefit of the doubt. I'll let them get a win here. Uh, what about you, get a win? I'm getting. I'm, I'm not done with the slander. I'm about to leave. I cannot do the slander no more. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go just like Jace. I'm gonna go with the six, the Sixers and the Jazz. Jazz, I think, will be the easiest because you know they're at home. They've won three straight games in the series, and I think they close it out pretty easily. Sixers, I think they're gonna have some trouble without Embiid, obviously. So I think it's gonna be a close game, and I think they pull it out. And I could see the Hawks winning tonight, but I think with the time off, with the, with the two days off, Thibodeau getting them ready. I think Derrick Rose has a big game. It's, it's two days off. Monday and Tuesday they played Sunday. Oh, yeah, you're right. But it's but, three days between two days gotcha, off. Gotcha, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with, with the two days off, I think Thibodeau's going to have them ready. And I do think the Knicks extend the series to game six. Even though I think the Hawks win it in six, I think the Knicks extend the series to game six. So I got two of the three teams winning tonight. Yeah, I hate to be the, um, as Jace always likes to say, SpongeBob square pick. But that's actually what I think is going to happen, too. I think the Sixers and the uh, Jazz are going to get it done tonight. And I, I just don't see the Knicks quitting. Um, you know, This is a team that will, relied on their tenacity across the regular season. And I think they're going to come out. Uh, I think Julius Randle is finally going to have a good game uh, like he has always meant to have. Um, Isaiah, you're shaking your head. But I, bro, it's I like they see this Knicks team winning tonight. You can't. And I can, but it look it feels like they replaced Julius Randle with Julius Randle for last year. He looks like the guy from last year who made terrible decisions, held the ball way too long, didn't know how to close. Game. He looked like Julius Randle. He's just he's, he's he's not a superstar. He's a he's a borderline all star. He's just not a superstar. That that's just who he is. I agree. All right, um, getting into our last topic here, moving over to the West. Uh, Suns have the Lakers on the brink of elimination. Obviously, they. Absolutely killed them last night. Um, 30-point win for the Suns. The Nuggets and the Blazers had a double overtime thriller, but the Nuggets came out on top despite Damian Lillard's 55 points, uh, record-breaking three-point performance for postseason history, and, uh, and a good amount of dimes in there, too. I believe there was 12. Um, got a feel for Damian Lillard. I mean, so many battles and so many clutch performances in the postseason. Yeah, we down. yeah we talked about it on our show. Just he, he's just he's, he's got to get out of. I think he's got to get out of Portland. I mean, we that, talked about and, it on our show. Yeah, and we that's talked the thing. About it. That's the thing. The fans well, that we all want as basketball fans, we all want to see him succeed. But I, I think he's truly committed to Portland. I, I really don't think he wants to leave for whatever reason that may be. Um, he he he's committed to Portland. So, guys, I just want to know. Who's winning these two series? I'll start with you first, Steve. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the two teams that are behind. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Lakers be, because I think in Game Six, uh, AD is gonna come back. Uh, he might not be 100, percent but he'll be on the floor. He'll be on the floor, so that'll help. And I don't think Chris Paul is gonna play. And Chris Paul's been kind of the guy that's kept everything together for the Suns this year. And I just and I'm just not gonna go against LeBron in a Game Seven. So I do think the Lakers. I could very easily see them losing, but I think they come out of it winning in seven. And uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Blazers too in this series against the Nuggets. I mean, I think they even the series on Thursday night, and I think if they have a game seven on Saturday, 
We remember two years ago, this Blazers team went into Denver and, and got to the conference finals. I think Dame Lillard does that again. And I think, that, you know, Denver's, they've won two of those three, the last two games because the role players have stepped up. I think that one of these role players for Portland is going to be able to step up with Lillard and McCollum. And I think the Blazers win it in seven. So I'm going with the Blazers and the Lakers. Uh, Isaiah, what about you? Uh, I've been told many times not to go against LeBron, but I'm seeing the writing on the wall and his age is starting to kick in. I'm actually going to pick the Suns to actually close this out against the Lakers. I think without AD, it's just going to be too much for the Lakers team. We saw last night, 30 point blowout, basically. They didn't even stand a chance. So I don't see how they could turn that series around. It would take a miracle similar to my Knicks situation. And as far as the Trailblazers and Nuggets, I see the Nuggets winning that. Um, Aaron Gordon's been playing amazingly, both defensively and offensively. Surprisingly, he, I don't didn't know much for his defense, but he's been playing it defensively very well, stepping up in Jamal Murray's absence. And I want Lillard in New York. So I hope the Blazers is out in the first round. That's what I want. All the talk has been Lillard could be going to New York. This, that, New York looks like a destination spot for superstars. So... Come to New York. Come taste the finals. Come to the East where it's easy, like they say. Come taste the finals. Come taste the finals. Y'all ain't been there. Anyway, um, Jace, Steve picked Portland and L.A. Isaiah picked Denver and Phoenix. Who are you siding with? Are you going one of each? Yeah, it's tough with the Suns and Lakers. Uh, I, I think we are witnessing the end of the LeBron era. He is not the best player in the league anymore. Because, I mean, from what I saw last night, he, he just doesn't have that ability to take over. From what I've saw, seen this whole series, he doesn't have that ability to take over games and score 40 when they need it. He, he got frustrated because he's still a great facilitator, but guys around him just aren't making the shots they need to. He, I think the Lakers do have a chance to come back, but you need a guy like Kuzma. You need a guy like Octavius Caldwell-Pope. You need a guy like Schroeder to give you 20 in these last couple games. And I, I don't have faith in them to do that. Every every loss in this series, LeBron's been the leading scorer in every loss. AD's been the leading scorer in every win. Without AD, they're lost. Even when Chris Paul got injured, the – Suns still were able to pour it on. So I I, I don't know. I, I think the Suns are going to get it done. The Lakers, they have – there is a key to, to win there. Like I said, these other guys like Kuzma, they need to step up. Kuzma, Pope, Schroeder, they, they need to at least give you 20. But I, I don't see that happening. Uh, or LeBron needs to drop 50. That's the only way that I can see the Lakers doing it. And I don't see LeBron – LeBron's not that scorer anymore. You now, want a thirty-six-year-old LeBron James to drop fifty. <laughs> that's what they need to do to win. That's what they need to do. Uh, this is so horrible that LeBron at thirty-six is being blamed for this. Ugh. All right, but uh, on the other side, I, I said it before during our prediction for this series. If the Trailblazers lose this series, you gotta blow it up because the all. The past couple seasons, the excuse has been no Nurkic. He's here. He's playing. What's going on? You're still losing. So you got to blow that up. I mean, whether it's keeping Dame Lillard and throwing out McCollum, throwing out Nurkic, throwing out everyone else, 
whether it's trading Dave Miller going to tank and troll open, you can get a couple lottery picks. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I just have more faith in the Nuggets right now. I have more faith in Joker. I mean, especially after Dame gave it everything he could last night, and it was still a loss. So I, I don't see how you can bounce back from that. Come to New York. Dame time in New that. York would be amazing. That crowd, the Dame time would be. Ugh. The logo shots would be crazy in the Mecca. I'll tell you that. Um, for me, I, I, I'll start with the Nuggets. I'd like to see Portland come back. I just don't see it happening, especially with performances like last night where Damian Lillard, you know, worked so hard to carry that team on his back and they still ended up losing that game. He did absolutely everything he could. Um, and they still couldn't win. I just think the Nuggets are a bit deeper than that team. And obviously the Trailblazers, they're a horrendous defensive team. Um, Nuggets, I mean, you know, they're not that great on the defensive end either, but they are they can hold their own on the offensive end. And uh, Portland, you know, outside of Damian Lillard, sometimes can struggle on offense. So I, I have the Nuggets winning that one in six. And then if you guys remember um, when we did our series predictions, I did take the Suns in six. So I'm waiting on tomorrow night, the final buzzer to sound, and me to look like a genius. Because I don't think the Lakers are winning. Like you said, Jace, um, I think that LeBron is not the same. He's not that old, reliable, take-over-the-game, playoff-mode LeBron James he used to be. And even in, uh, in Anthony Davis, not a 100%, I still think they're going to expose him. And, you know, even if the Lakers do end up winning that series, I think Anthony Davis is going to wear himself out before the second round even starts. So I, I – think it would be better if Phoenix would just take care of them in six and win that series. Uh, their performance last night definitely showed they can do that. Um, I, I have Phoenix. No, There's no reason for me to take L.A. right now, so I'm taking Phoenix. When does AD start to get blamed for some of this losing? He, I mean, he, he can't stay healthy. It, yeah, he's got a point there. He definitely has a point there. No matter where he's been, he can't stay healthy. The only reason they won last year is because we had a four-month layoff before we picked up again. Yeah, four I mean, months to get healthy. I agree with that, Isaiah. I do. Um, the re- Lakers look lost without Anthony Davis. I even said on my show I take ten players before I take Anthony Davis due to him not being able to stay healthy. You could be great and not, you know, and not and not transition to anything, you know, if you're not playing. Yeah. There, there, there are tons of players throughout. Tracy McGrady, a great player who could never stay healthy. Yeah. It means nothing. You know what I'm saying? Some of that blame has to get started. Point. Excuse me. Has to start getting pointed at AD eventually because. Yeah. No, yeah, he definitely deserves the blame. But if you're going to be called the goat and you're going to be called the king, when guys go down, you got to be able to take over. Thirty-six years old. Jay. Okay, yeah, he's Tom not the same player he is anymore. He's thirty-six years saying. old. Dude. He's a great facilitator, but you, when you days. pass the ball, you the guy you pass it to has to make shots for it to be an assist. Dude, they I, aren't making those shots. Outside of Chris Paul, I think the oldest person on the sun is like 28, 27, something like that. You can't run forever. Father time catches you. You can't continue to blame LeBron. At this point, at 36, he's more of a complimentary player to teams than he is a superstar and a main focal point. AD is the main focal point. He has to find a way to stay healthy and lead this team. If he can't, then they have to figure out how they can move on from Anthony Davis because he's probably the big issue. If you rely on somebody who can't be there, he's your issue. Simple as that. No, you're right. Um, so 
like I said, four playoff games tonight, three with the opportunity to clinch. Um, we will see how that works. Obviously, tomorrow, Lakers and Suns. Um, a lot of good basketball coming up. Uh, guys, great show. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us. Um, Isaiah and Jace, thank you as always. Uh, and for Lucas Bolduck, this has been the Posting Up Podcast for Clovercrest Media. Hey.